Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, a place where we focus on the business side of art to help you attract more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creativity and financial freedom. I'm your host, Andrew Hart, and this week's episode is a solo one where I'm going to share some muralist hacks or just painter hacks that... I use and a list of things that we've compiled within the Artist Academy Facebook group. I recently put a post up in our Facebook group that says, hey, if you guys have any fun hacks that you use in your mural business specifically every day or every once in a while, things that just come in handy that you think would be worth sharing, let me know. And Boy, did everybody <laughs> let me know because we have we have some newbies in there. We have some that are just have just gotten their business off the ground and we have some artists that have been doing it for years and years and I got info from everybody. <laughs> and so I'm going to share some with you and you know compile them with some of the ones that I use, but this also started because I was on a job here recently where I was painting and it just we had to get really high high up and I needed to order a lift. Like I needed to get a lift there. And if anybody has ordered a lift, you know that the drop-off fee is a couple hundred dollars, the pickup fee, and it costs so much to have it there. And it's like a minimum of six, $700 to have a good scissor lift there, which is a lot. And not a lot of people have a giant budget. So then it would leave you using a ladder and it just takes a lot more time that way. And you know, if you're listening to this podcast this year, that this year's theme for me is how to make the most money in the shortest amount of time and get back to living my life and spending time with my baby and doing whatever else besides working. So what I do in the last few years, this is a trick that I've learned. So I have a Jeep and the Jeep can tow you know, small things. And so what I do when I'm in a bind and I need to reach a really high place and I need to do it efficiently, like I don't want to be on a ladder. It kills my back. It kills my feet. I don't like it. So what I'll do is I'll call up and ask the local Sunbelt. This is not an ad for Sunbelt, but that that's who I use. And they're a lift rental company. And I have a go-to guy there. I'm like, hey, Tony, I need to rent a lift. Do you have this available? He says, yes, great. I'll be there with my Jeep in the morning. So I go and I pick up this lift rental and it is a, it's called a towable man lift to where you, it's one of those with a bucket. So it's not a scissor lift. It's one of those that has like an arm extension and a bucket and you need to have a harness in it. And so I can go and I can attach it straight to my Jeep and pull it wherever I need to. And then I take it back by the end of the day. And a 24 hour rental with no drop off fees, nothing is about $300 for the day. And I do that and I just take it for the day and I do all the stuff up top that I need to do in one day. Rather, if I had a ladder, it would take quite a bit longer, but I'm okay with spending a little bit of money to get things done more efficiently. But I was like, I wonder if everybody else knows about this. I wonder if anybody else has tried this because I've used this, this technique several times where the budget isn't crazy. There's not enough to do a week-long rental 
for a lift, but I can pay 300 bucks for the day and then get things done. And then I can do all the lower stuff the next day. So it started there. And so we talked about it on our virtual meetup. So in the Academy, we meet every Monday and chat about business and people ask questions. And so I brought that up and I was like, Hey guys, what are some muralist hacks that you have like that? Because a couple of people had never heard of that. They're like, oh, great. That, that's a great idea. I mean, if you have a Jeep or a truck or something that can pull a small lift, then it's a good trick. But then we were talking and Madeline, we've had her on the podcast before. She does a lot of mindset stuff. She was on our virtual meetup and she goes, she carries acetone with her for paint spills because she just had a recent spill on a mural job and she freaked out and she got down and she had she luckily she had the acetone and she got it all cleaned up however the acetone kind of ate away at her fingers a little bit it made it burn and somebody else chimed in ryan benefield he's also been on the podcast he's has a mural business and so he was on the virtual meetup he goes actually have you tried fingernail polish i carry that around so this dude carries fingernail polish with him in his mural kit in his car and he uses that because it has considerably less acetone inside of it. It's diluted so it doesn't burn your fingers, but it still does the job of cleaning up paint. And I was like, yes, that is a perfect muralist hack trick and I need to share this. So I then posted the Facebook group and everybody put a bunch in there. And so I'm going to share more with you. But one that I really like, so I haven't tried this yet, but I'm about to. So if you're painting on the floor and you need to project something it's tough, right? I've done it, but <laughs> I've had somebody like hold it above and it was for something small and it was just, it was weird just, just so I could get some placement and figure out what I was doing. But if I was smarter and more resourceful and I knew of this hack before, I would totally do this. So what you can do is you can project on a piece of paper normally, exactly the size you want, and then you get this thing called a pounce wheel. And you it's basically like a little, it has a little handle and then it has a little tiny wheel on the end of it that's like, I don't know, a fourth of an inch big or maybe like less than an inch big. And it has little spikes on it to where you go and you run that little spiky wheel all along the traced edge and it creates little holes in the paper. And then you put it down and then you put chalk, like a chalk pad over it and you run your chalk pad over the little holes. And so when you lift it up, you see little dots of chalk around it. So you don't have to project straight on the floor. You can project straight onto the wall, onto a piece of paper, take that piece of paper, pounce little holes in it with this little handheld pounce wheel, and then chalk it on the floor lift it and you have your outline. We actually just did this in the Dominican Republic. We just got back from a mural meetup and I had my really good friend, Samantha. She does, she uses this a lot. And so I had her come in. She, she did a great demo and showed them how to do that. And everybody was very interested in it. They tried it. They, and I know that several people are going to use this and find this useful. So I wanted to share that. But another way to do this is also, I'm about to do one on the floor. So I want to do 
our college logos, mine and my husband's, like I went to Missouri State, he went to Texas, and I want to do the college logos on our parking spaces in our home in the garage. So I want to have a bear for mine and a longhorn for his. And I was like, I am going to use this thing for the first time. So stay tuned, but I'm sure it's going to go great and so much easier than if I were to try to freehand it or do the impossible of projecting on the floor. So I'm about to use this technique. But what I could also do, and Samantha has used this, and also one of the members, Michelle, brought this up. She uses stickers. So you can get these uh, reverse stickers made. So it's like a stencil, but it's like a reverse stencil. So if I, like, say, for instance, I am painting a heart on the floor, right? And so I send this picture of this very specific heart or logo or whatever. You send it to a printing company. There's a couple printing companies locally that would do this. You just kind of have to look around and see who would print out stickers for the floor. But you send them a certain vector file for it. And so they print out a, this is the best way to explain it. It's just like an a reverse sticker. So instead of having the stencil or the sticker be the shape of the heart and you stick it on something and then sticker is in the shape of the heart, it's actually the opposite. So there's a space where the heart would be. And so you can just roll paint within that heart shaped and then you take up the sticker and then that's that. So you have it made for you, stick it to the wall or the floor or wherever you're wanting to go. I know artists who'd use this for lettering. So they'll have reverse lettering sticker made so they can put it on the brick wall or whatever wall and you get perfect straight lines like that. If you don't like lettering, this is a huge hack. Just get a reverse stencil made and stick it to the wall and then peel it off and it's great. I know several artists have used this and it's been great. I haven't heard a bad thing about it. So I know it works. I haven't personally used it, but I'm sure I will in the future. The next tip is with palettes. I use a bunch of different things for palettes. I use aluminum turkey pan. So the thing you cook your turkey in for Thanksgiving, the throwaway thing, I use those of all sizes for my palette. But Courtney Clark, she's in the Academy. She says that she uses the throwaway plastic containers. So the any kind of to-go box that you get that is reusable. So not the foam ones, but any kind of plastic to-go box because they have the lids on them. Super nice. I use yogurt containers to hold paint, coffee containers. Anything with a lid is even better. So that's a really good free way to use up things that you would normally throw away and use them for paint and then throw them away eventually. So that's a really good cost-effective way. However, I would pay good money for some kind of mural palette that had cups built within it, like a tray that was flat, but also had cups built within it so that I could put my paint in it, maybe on the sides or wherever, and also mix in the same tray because the aluminum turkey pans are great, but it's all one flat thing. So if I put paint inside of it, which I like to do, I typically put it on all four corners, but if I tilt it, then it all runs together and it's just not, uh, it, I would pay good money for a palette, a muralist palette specifically. It's not out there. Nobody's invented it. Somebody should. And yeah, it's something with cups in it. 
Something I found that's kind of close to what I'm talking about is like a muffin tray. So they have those cups in it that come down to hold the paint. Muffin trays are really good. However, then there's no place to mix your paint within that. So I want a hybrid. I want a hybrid of my turkey pan tray and my muffin tray, but it doesn't exist. (laughs) But Jessica Brackett, she's new to the Academy and super active in the group. She commented on this. She said that she uses covered plastic egg trays as a paint palette and they also have the lid love it. Something I want to add to all of that, if you just have a spray bottle and spray the top of your palette before you put on the lid, sometimes I'll just overspray my cups. If I don't want to put a lid on them overnight, I just overspray to get just a, a really thin layer of water over the top. That way everything stays for the next day and I don't have to remix anything and nothing gets all goopy. So a little bit of water goes a long way. <laughs> and the Lacey Crime, she's in our Artist Academy. She says that she never shows up on a project without baby wipes. And I've been buying baby wipes since before I had a baby, which is so funny. I've had a, a big box in my studio because she is so right. You know, there's It's one thing to have rags and stuff, but to have a ready to wipe wet thing that you can just quickly wipe away messes, a genius baby wipes. And they're really cheap. So throw some baby wipes in your mural kit. One painting tip, Corrado, he says to never use fluorescent paint for exterior work. And I'm going to add to this because I've made that mistake and didn't know. So, and this is about two years ago. I was newly pregnant and I was doing, uh, I was doing an outdoor mural and they wanted it to be fluorescent. I said, okay, great. And so I went to the store and I got some fluorescent paint and it looked great. I did some spray paint and it looked awesome awesome. And I have now since seen that a little over a year later. Oh, wait, almost two years later. Wow. And it looks, you can tell there's color there, but it's not the fluorescent thing that it once was. So fluorescence and the sun do not work well. And I learned it the hard way. So I'm telling you now, you know, (laughs) Gary Gomez has a trick that he just used the other day, which is if a drip of paint gets on the carpet, immediately just spray it with that spray bottle I was talking about really closely, like within an inch of the spray, and then just dab it with a rag over and over. So spray it and dab it and it'll come right up. So don't like wipe it all around or get it heavily wet and then just dab it up. Or if it is dried, then sometimes it's just best to cut it out. Like it's dried paint in carpet, just one little snip with a razor and it's gone. (laughs) Another tip, Adriana Amish, she was at our mural meetup here recently in the Dominican. So I got to meet her in person. She had a lot of tips to share, but one that she said that really stood out is a step stool. So I like this because not just using a ladder, everybody brings a ladder, but bringing a step stool, they have flatter things for you to stand on, which helps my back. They're typically a little bit smaller than a ladder, so it's a little bit easier to tote around. However, you can't reach up quite as high, but that's okay. But it can also serve as a platform to set your projector on. It not only being easier on your feet, you can sit on it 
And overall, I would much rather have a step stool rather than a ladder. So I know that's preference, but try it out if you haven't. Another one, we were, since we were just in the Dominican, we had to project this giant whale on the wall. So we painted a lot of stained glass type stuff around this property in the Dominican Republic for our mural meetup. And we were there and I, so I brought my little mini travel projector. So it didn't quite have the lumens that my normal Epson projector has. Really powerful. You can see it in dim light. This one does not, mostly because I just didn't want to pack something really big in my suitcase. So I brought my little one and we were projecting at night and we were doing a projection lesson and it was really blurry because it had to be pretty far back. So it was really blurry up on the wall and Rich Marks came and he saved the day because he showed us a technique to where you put charcoal and you tape it to the end of a big stick that way, whenever you're projecting and because you know when you're like really close up to something, a projection and it's blurry, it's just hard to see. So typically I'll have a piece of paper or my iPad in my hand to kind of help navigate and see exactly what I'm painting or outlining. But Rich's idea is so since you have that charcoal on a stick, it allows you to step back several feet to where you can just, it's like an extension of your arm because if you step back, you can see the projection a lot better. And he does this whenever he's drawing things out. That way he's not right up close to the mural because it's so big, right? People come up and people ask, how do you even know what you're painting? It's so big. You're up close to it. Like, don't you have to step back so much? Yes. <laughs> so having that long stick for a drawing utensil helps you to step back and really see what you're drawing or projecting or tracing in the moment. And it's just a little bit easier to make sense of it. So I really liked that trick that he demonstrated to everybody. Sarah Drake says that she keeps a box of sandwich bags in her mural kit. So she does this. Can anybody guess why you'd want sandwich bags for lunch? No, it's maybe that too, but she uses it to put her paintbrushes in. So yeah, you have dirty paintbrushes at the end of the day. You don't want them to dry out. She just puts her paintbrushes in this just really cheap sandwich bags, rolls them up, and that way she can tote them home to clean out or she, it saves them for the next day. So it's just like putting plastic bags over wet rollers. I do that quite often. So if I'm using a roller and I need to stop for some reason or I need to let a layer dry, I'll just stick it right in a plastic bag, roll it up, and then it's good until the next day or a few days. But it won't last a month. <laughs> I've tried that and air just kind of creeps in there every once in a while. But on that same topic of saving your brushes, my friend Samantha, the one who did the pounce demo for us recently, she introduced me to a technique that I had never heard of that her friend introduced her to. And it's this idea that you have two buckets of water. So instead of one, like we all have one, right, to put our brushes in and you know have water and all the things. So she has two and they both have lids on them. So that way when you're transporting them, nothing splashes anywhere, but she has two buckets of water. One has just water in it and one has water with just a little bit of dish soap. And what she does when she's on a mural job, so she doesn't have a million dirty brushes, is when she's done with working with a brush with a specific color, say she's painting red, and she's like, I really want to use the same brush and paint yellow. But everybody knows that once you go from red to yellow, you really have to have a very clean brush in order to make that color transfer, right? So she will put her brush in the soapy water, clean it out, and then put it in the clean water 
roll it around, clean it out, and then wring it out. And she has a completely clean new brush. She is also a germaphobe. And so this also very much goes to just her lifestyle. So if you are somebody who does not like dirty, clean, like not being clean, you will love this. Personally, I just kind of throw everything in and it's fine, but I love this technique because it just makes everything a lot more organized. It's going to make your brushes last a lot longer and it minimizes cleanup at the end of the day. And if, if we can be less messy with paint, <laughs> that's a win, right? Because it's, it's very easy to, my studio gets so messy so quickly, right? So anything that's going to keep me a little bit cleaner, I am open to. So I, I wanted to give just one last little shout out to my friend, Samantha, who is starting a new business venture, a kind of a side project within the mural community. She started a company called Mural Company Products, and I think it's going to be one to watch out for. Her first product includes this brush washing system and is part of a muralist kit. So she's put together all of the muralist essential supplies, things that you use on the job every day, and I put it together in a muralist kit. So I will link to her website. It's muralcompanyproducts.com. And I think it's something just to watch out for. She's going to have a lot of products coming out in the coming years for Muralist. And she's open to so many ideas for what you want. So specifically, I want a Muralist palette. I want something that, like I said, can hold cups and keep my paint from spilling into each other, but also has a flat surface on it. So we've been chatting and that could be a small possibility of something to come. I hope so because I don't have the time to do this. I don't want to get into products, but she does. And this is a passion of hers. And I'm like, maybe we could work a little magic and create products for muralists that can help make our lives a little bit easier. There's so many different ideas of things that are coming. And I think it's just, it's just a company to watch out for. So if you want to follow their Instagram and learn a couple things and yeah. So shout out to my friend, Samantha and everybody go follow it. I will link into their website and yeah, but that concludes our muralist hacks. I kind of ran through these pretty quickly because I don't think a lot of them need a lot of explanation, but I hope that you've gotten at least one, surely, right? At least one hack that can help you in your day-to-day -day painting business. And I hope you share it. So if you could please share this on Instagram stories, I will gladly reshare your share because I am very thankful when people share my stuff and I want to get the word out. And so if anything has helped you, please share it online anywhere and tag me and then I will reshare. So that's my ask for you for putting out these podcasts every year for almost five years now. This podcast is almost five years old crazy. Anyway, that's all I have today. Next week will be an interview with a muralist and hopefully you'll learn something there too. So have a great week and thanks so much. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Artist Academy podcast. I've been putting out at least one episode per week for more than four years on this podcast. And it's really cool to see those download numbers go up and up as time goes on. And that's because artists like you listen and share these episodes. So really, 
When I say thank you, I mean it. <laughs> it's really cool to see progress along the way. And anyway, if you like this type of art and business content, then I highly encourage you to get the audio version of my book, Mural Money, with over 15 hours of listening inspiration. I'm currently running a special of just $17 for the audio version. You can go to muralmoney.com to find it. And that comes with a bunch of extras like my art supply list, my pricing guide, recommended book and podcast list, and so much more. I filled that book with tips from my art journey of building a profitable mural career. Plus, I've included the best of the best advice from guests I've interviewed on this podcast. It's the most affordable all-in-one book of advice on art and business that I have. And if you enjoy listening to me here, then I know you'll like the book too because I read it myself all 15 hours of it. <laughs> the book is available on Amazon and Audible normally for $25, but if you go to muralmoney.com, that is where you can grab the special $17 deal while it lasts. If you haven't listened to my book yet, this is your sign to do it. Again, normally $25, running a special for $17, but you have to go to muralmoney.com. That's where you can grab the audio version of it. And that's all I have for you today. So I will see you next week for another episode of the Artist Academy podcast.